Welcome to episode 261 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and I got a couple great guests this week. Guy Searles here. Welcome back. How you doing, Guy? Oh, you said great guests. Yes. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing fine. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, Dave. Oh, love having you on. Glad you're here. Also, I was glad I'm, I'm glad who is here is Mike Potter from Mac Stock. How you doing, Mike? I'm glad I are here too, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> tongue-tied there. Um, well, great to have you here this week. And then last but certainly not least, Mr. Jeff Gamets here. How are you doing, Jeff? I, I'm doing great, and I'm glad that Guy and Mike are here too. Yes. I'm going to have some fun this week. Uh, we got uh, a fair amount of news, found some good stories. Uh, talk a little bit about what's going on in the beta world. Um, there's a, there's an anniversary that's actually ha- is happening today as we record this on July 29th or June 29th, excuse me. Uh, a couple other great uh, topics for this week, but uh, I do have some breaking news. And Jeff, I think you're going to be happy about this. Um, iPad keyboard maker Bridge has been revived under Ooh. new ownership. Oh, wow. Details are details are unpaid salaries and unfulfilled unf- uh, orders is still unknown. Uh, this was in nine to five Mac, uh, you know, the, uh, the author, uh, it was Chance Miller, the author, he published a big expose about the big downfall of the bridge. We talked about this a number of weeks ago, uh, but there was a press release that came out this uh, today as we record that a company, uh, you, as it's a Ulinta products says they're going to plan to relaunch bridge technologies. And the press release describes them as a rising entity in the technology industry. It'll be led by well, at this point, there's no place they can go, but up. So sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually yeah, going I to be, had, le- <laughs> I had a bridge keyboard and it, la- it was great while it lasted. And then it just fell apart one day and I never used another one after that. Yeah. It was like a metaphor for the company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, uh, it will be led by Leon Rossi, who was a CEO. He did serve as bridge CEO, CFO in October of 2022 until the company ran out of money in March of 2023. Wait, wait, wait. The person who was in charge of the money that's going to now be the CEO is now going to be the CEO. I yeah. can't see a downside to any of this. Yes. Right? What could oh, no. possibly go wrong? Absolutely well, at least, nothing. At least he didn't take the chief revenue officer. That was uh, given to Alan Way, who did uh, who uh, did work as their uh, president of global sales until um, they ended. So, so they are aware of the, the biggest thing is the standout is the fact that the stakeholders of uh, rebuilding the business and, you know, yet all these, uh, these people who haven't got orders that were, that were shut off. And of course, the, the most important thing is all the p- employees not being paid. So yeah. this, this is going to mm-hmm. be interesting to see where all this goes. And, um, uh, I'm, I'm at least glad to see that they're going to come back. I hope they come back better than ever. And, uh, more comments on that, Jeff. The the very first thing I would like to see them do is take care of the employees. Yes. And there better not be any negotiations like, well, what if, what if we pay you 50% of your salary that's back due? Uh, no, it should be every dollar they're owed plus uh, any benefits they had, they still have. Right. And, uh, and they should be given some extra amount of money for the hardship that they've had to endure by uh by not having the their pay and benefits um 
Yeah. And then, and then let's talk about the rest of it after that. Take care yeah. of those people first. Yeah. Um, I, I think I would have gone with new management, like, like C-suite level management all the way around. Yeah. yeah. Um, Surprising. They brought the same people back. Yeah. Especially since it, you know, not that may, may may have not been their fault, but um, it, it, no, it, it's it just makes it funny though. So you know, I appreciate that. Yeah, and you know, we do need more human or humor we in do. our lives. So yeah. yeah. What do you think, Mike? Oh well, you know, I think I was. I think I might have been on your show when we right. talked about Bridge going under, yeah. and at the time, I said I had never owned a bridge. It's under me. The bridge. Under it's the me. bridge. Yeah, went under the bridge. Um, I'd never owned a bridge keyboard, and I think our conversation then diverged to the Logitech keyboards that right. a great many of us own for our iPad. So cool. Glad they're back. Yeah. But I do agree with Jeff. I you know, once they take care of the employees, then we can worry about the rest. Yep, I agree. And the guy, you know, sounds like you're a little bitter since you're bridge keyboard failed but well i mean it was a number it was a number of years ago um i i just wonder where the money's going to come from so i mean how 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 are they going how are they going to pay all these the employees most of whom i i hope have moved on away from from bridge and it would be great if they got their money um but chances are that's just not how it's going to work out yeah if they moved on it's gone yeah yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, we there there was no mention in the uh, in the article saying that there, if there was going to be uh, anything that relates to uh, the, the the former company, as I guess we would say we would say it, um, mm-hmm. the so, company formerly known as Bridge. Yeah, so it's all depending. On, I mean, I I don't know if they even filed for bankruptcy. If they did, then obviously they're protected from that. Well, they were going to, but they couldn't afford the fee to file it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, I laugh only because it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 it's funny so. because it's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, I always like these stories whenever uh, a, a good feature in an iPhone works. Uh, the iPhone's iPhone 14's emergency SOS via satellite feature saved a California hiker. Uh, as we know, the emergency SOS via satellite is a feature that was introduced in the iPhone 14 models. And it, it actually over the weekend, it actually saved an injured person on a trail. Uh, they, they were, they were hiking in a remote part of the trail Canyon falls in, uh, the Angeles, uh, national forest when they suffered the accident, uh, part of the trail collapsed, uh, underneath her and when she broke Ooh. her leg had no cellular wow. service, nor did the people with, who were with her, but she did have an iPhone 14, thankfully. And then, and, and that SOS satellite feature worked and they were able to call and got rescued, show a picture on, on Twitter of uh, the rescuers that got to her. And uh, I love these kind of stories. It's so, it's so cool to see that this, you know, Apple has done some great things adding these types of features and you keep hearing about them every day. Uh, what do you think, Guy? Um, yeah. The fact that, that, Having an iPhone, even if you don't have cell service, you can right. you can still use it in an emergency. And, and you know, I mean, we've we've all made the jokes about the you know I've I'm I've fallen and I can't get up feature of of uh, the, the iPhone that's been around for a couple of years now with all of the uh, the un 
unneeded 911 calls that have gone mm-hmm. out because people don't realize that that you know their phone is now calling an emergency for them and they're just on a roller coaster or whatever but it it's it's nice that that a feature that Apple has implemented is working exactly the way it's it's supposed to you don't have cell service well there's a great possibility that you may be able to connect up to a satellite yep very possible what what about you Mike what do you think Fantastic feature. Uh, I I immediately thought of what Guy just mentioned with all the phones dialing nine one one. You know, yeah. and as as you said, on a roller coaster or someone just you know trips and what you know bumps into a wall or something, and and their phone calls nine one one. I know there's been a lot of a lot of those false alarms, but having one person get saved by the feature makes up for all of those those yes. false mm-hmm. alarms for yeah. sure. Yep. Uh, your thoughts, Jeff? Um, this the system as a whole, regardless of whether or not it's the satellite thing, or if it's just the the version that's been around for a while with fall detection and all that. This is so cool, and yes, there are uh, false uh, yeah. reports, but like Mike said all of those are worth it for the times where it helps someone. So as an example, friend had a a crash on their bicycle a few days ago, their Apple watch uh, detected the fall. And, uh, and before it even had, had a chance to, to auto dial, they knew they were in a bad situation and their watch was tapping them on the wrist, so they just went ahead and swiped to to do the SOS immediately. Mm-hmm. They had paramedics on scene within a few minutes, um, were rushed off to the hospital, and all of the the people that were on their their emergency alert list were were getting updated uh, text message reports with locations, That's and awesome. like the first one started with with um, they fell. And called nine one one, so you know, so it was obvious that uh, that this was a real situation, and uh, and we all knew when they ended up at the at the ER, and even knew where in the ER they were because of the pin wow. drop. Yep. Wow. Is, uh, you know, so yeah. I. I am a big fan of of this feature in all its versions on Apple's products. And uh, I am so glad this this person, her life was saved. And uh, yeah, awesome. But let's live with the false positives for the uh, the situations like this where it saves someone's life. Question. Mm-hmm. Just just devil's advocate question here, because privacy is always on the tip of everyone's tongues when it comes to Apple products. But is the pin drop showing where they are? exactly in the hospital a privacy violation i'd say in that case no because they have Even selected in the who hospital. they want to share the information yeah. with That's and, there's see, no, right? and there's nothing in uh in the privacy laws that says that the patient is not allowed to share their information Oh no, no, you're, so, you're right. No, a patient can share their information. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, uh, I don't think just, that that would qualify as a privacy violation. If it so was just it like was, broadcasting it generally, yeah, I can mm-hmm. see where that's a problem. But it's because it it's was pre authorized. 
Yeah. Pre-authorized is what you're saying. Yeah. Unless you turn yeah. it off in your gotcha. settings. And and they can have the confidence that it's only being shared to the people that are on their emergency list of contacts. So, mm-hmm. so no one else in the world can see it uh, other than those people. So we should definitely make sense. Be good with that. Uh, the good question. Yeah, that was very good. Uh, Going from uh, something that's great uh, that Apple helps with, mm-hmm. and going to a story that uh, a moron who decides to take a huge <laughs> bribe here. Now, New no Hampshire judgment. man, New Hampshire man pleads guilty to taking a huge bribe to ship two million dollars worth of stolen Apple products. There's uh, a New Hampshire met resident. Uh, he recently pleaded guilty to transporting stolen Apple property valued at two million dollars, and according to the U.S. Attorney's Office in the District of New Hampshire. Uh, in this, I mean, one mentioned the guy's name. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he had a shipping company in Manchester, New Hampshire. And then in the fall of 2022, a Hong Kong based company purchased a range of Apple products that was meant to be forwarded to them in Hong Kong. Well, of course it included iPads, iPhones, Apple watches, MacBooks. you know, so they're rather shipping the goods. He, we, he accepted a bribe of over $700,000 and from a different Hong Kong company to redirect that, that $2 million worth of products to the comp that company instead. So he he got what he got what he uh, deserved, and uh, and now it's going to be uh, another investigation with the, the the FBI as well as the U.S. Postal Inspection Service. This guy could get it up to ten years in prison and up two hundred fifty dollars two hundred fifty thousand dollars in fines. Then he has to pay restitution on top of that. So good for, good catching so these, what, these guys. What I'm hearing is that he still comes out ahead because he got over seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Seems like it, it. Well, this is just stupid, it. though. Yeah, you know, and and the thing is that the 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 title is a little incorrect because he he didn't ship two million dollars worth of stolen Apple products. He misdirected two million dollars worth of legitimately purchased Apple products to someone that right. didn't you know didn't deserve them because of a seven hundred thousand dollar bribe. Well, I guess at that point he stole the phones. Because they, they weren't his to right. send to the other company, but, mm. but still, I I get what you're saying about the headline because it's, yeah, 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 Julie, bad headline, Julie, bad. bad. <laughs> Julie would be I'm, the I'm author of that Julie article. Didn't write the headline. I'm I'm thinking Julie did not write the headline. It's Probably possible. not. It's got her name on it. So yeah. Any additional thoughts on this, Mike? No, I, I was a little confused on, until, you know, guys started to explain it and I clicked through to read the article and I, I understand now. So he, the the original purchaser, that was a legitimate purchase. Yes. So yes. The, that was all all on the up and up. I was starting to wonder why someone in Hong Kong would try to fend, you know, to to get stolen goods shipped back to them in Hong Kong. There must certainly be a quicker way to get stolen Apple products when you're in Hong Kong, <laughs> next to the country it, within which they're produced. But um, now I understand. So he legitimately purchased these products. The seller decided that, thanks to a two million dollar bribe somebody else would be a better recipient of the products. Yeah. And right. he made money on both ends and both ends. Yep. Yep. Now, as That's long as capitalism. he supplies product to both purchasers, 
Yeah, but it would have to be two million dollars worth. And if he only, if he only, if he only got seven hundred thousand from the different company, then he's down one point three million dollars. Well, the two million yeah. was the bribe. The the seven hundred thousand dollars was the bribe. The yeah. the first company bought two million dollars worth of Apple product. Oh, they were paying oh, him to ship it, and then another company gotcha. paid him seven hundred thousand dollars to ship it to them instead. instead. He's like, yeah, okay. Got it. Okay. So the 700, it wasn't the 2 million that was the bribe. It was the 700,000. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Okay. I had it, I had it flip flopped. Just the value was $2 million. Yeah. Are you sorry you asked if I had any thoughts on this? <laughs> not, not at all. It got everything cleared up and understanding what this story is all about. But we can move on now. <laughs> uh, so Apple hikes iCloud plus subscription prices in many countries around the world, not, not the US. Um, they Apple has already did it. Did yeah. they, they just do it recently? Yeah. Overall, six months ago, Jeff, I think it went up like three bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's un- earlier this year. That sounds about like the right yeah. timing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they have increased the price of iCloud storage in several regions around the world, including the UK, Scandinavia, Eastern Europe, the Middle East, and South America. Uh, everybody, of course, we know gives that gets that wonderful five gigs of time, free storage clouds of space that's going to really just eat up in about no, five five megs, isn't it? No, it's five gigs. Gig. Five gigs. I thought it was five okay. k. <laughs> yeah, no, it's five. <laughs> it's a slap it's five. in the face. That's yeah, it it's it's just pointless. Thanks for buying uh, our stuff. Wow. You, you know what though, guy? Five gig of storage space is a slap in the face. Let's yeah. Let's these days, honest. it really is. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, especially at the prices that Apple charges, I mean, I, yeah. I, I think they could bump to 20 or 25 yeah. and be okay. They should and give us seven hundred thousand dollars worth of bribes, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> no, can you even buy a thumb drive with, with that low of storage? Not no. easily, anymore? no, no, it's, it's hard to buy an eight gigabyte thumb drive, yeah, for less than a 16 gigabyte, 16, right? Yeah, 16, 32, and, th- and that'll probably cost you what, like nine bucks right if like 16 that. is yeah if if that yeah they're yeah. not even quite nine anymore yeah even yeah. those even those nvm drives that you know they're putting right. on motherboards of computers now they're like they're they're dirt cheap super cheap you can you can there's some companies especially in the gaming world you can get a 500 gigabyte nvm drive for 20 bucks 30 bucks yeah unless of course it's an apple product and it's 200 yeah yeah i yeah i, I, just I bought think a, you're taking us down a path here that really makes sense, which is we need someone to buy a bunch of, of these super cheap uh, storage components could be, could be cases and cases of thumb drives. Mm-hmm. Then we pay someone to divert those to Apple so they can start plugging <laughs> them into their servers. So we all have more storage. Jeff, and how much you, how much would I have to pay you to implement this scheme? I was going to say all you need is Jeff knew where I was going. Uh, I, knew, I did too. Um, interestingly, it does say in this article that um, pricing in the United States, Canada, and European Union had remained the same. So that's why I was confused. If the, when yeah, the pricing, we, we already got screwed. So it doesn't yeah, say that the pricing that says similar increases occurred in other countries, but not. Not in the United States. So I don't know. It, yeah, ours were a while ago. Yeah, yeah it was, it was, a, long, it was a long, long while ago. But anyway, it's it's just the reason that 
this caught my eye. Is just 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 the trends here? Why why is Apple doing all these increases? And guys, it costs that much to them that you know it's uh, storage is uh, cloud storage is that expensive? I think this falls under the category of because they can. They can. Okay. Yeah. The so. thumb drives don't buy themselves, guy. <laughs> they that, do that not. Is, that is true. They've tried. No, and we saw how that worked check. out. Yeah, and you know, with them, and then with Apple all, uh, being in the uh, the financial side of things, so with the Apple Card and other stuff, this article is is, is worries me about a trend here. But they're doing this in, in just in Canada right now. It's the Apple is no longer going to offer in, interest free financing in Canada. They stopped offering this uh, on any new iPhone, iPad, Mac purchase in Canada. And it's going forward. The ranges are going to be four point nine to seven point nine percent financing for products uh, over 12 and 24 months. So that kind of stinks. Um, so, and they go through the, the different percentages and, and it's because you know, I guess, I guess what happened was is the, the Apple's financing partner in Canada was acquired by a firm was called Paybright. Um, and Apple was Apple's website says it's now being handled by a firm. So maybe a firm must've you know changed their, their ways here. So I don't think I don't think Goldman Sachs is doing that to us in the U.S. But of course, the Apple Card really isn't available anywhere else in the sense the instead of the U.S. anyway. So, what do you guys think? I'm just buying stuff in Canada. Yeah, yeah. It seems like Canada always gets screwed. <laughs> they're, they're, Canada they're, they're, students because Apple no longer offers or hasn't for a while zero percent interest financing on educational purchases, and. Thanks to the likes of T-Mobile and Verizon and AT&T, if you decide to buy an unlocked phone direct from Apple, they're no longer going to offer 0% financing either. So, And it costs more. And it costs yeah. more. And it costs yeah. more to boot. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And yet that's the only way I purchase my phones from, from Apple because I don't use Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. So, well, it's just, it's a shame, but I'm you know, sorry to those listening in Canada that you have to not have this nice option, but uh, good to, good to report the news here. What's going on with that? Um, something a little more fun. There's a, a new game coming to the Apple arcade in July, July 21st to be exact. Apple's a subscription gaming service. It's called uh, star do Valley. Um, I'm not, wasn't familiar with this game, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's popular. Uh, Apple subscription gaming service, Apple arcade is going to gain this title in July as they, they announced uh, a couple days ago here. Uh, it's, it, it features the same open-ended farming, uh, gameplay with more than 50 hours of content to go through and mobile specific features and all that. So I just, I, this is great to see how Apple arcade is really growing. And it's, Mikey seems like you are very familiar with this game. Um, what, uh, what is this all about? And you think this is a good thing for Apple Arcade? Uh, I don't know how good of a thing it is for Apple Arcade because it is something that's been available for the Mac for a while now. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually on my wish list on Steam. Uh, I just haven't purchased it yet. It's something that my daughter wanted to play. And I said, oh, oh, I know that's available for the Mac. So I'll, I add it to my wish list. Mm -hmm. And one of these days when it goes on sale on Steam, I'll go ahead and buy it. Sure. But I was I was just going to look up to see what it costs on there because you know it's fifteen dollars on Nintendo Switch. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about and, right. And I think it's five dollars on the App Store. 
But it'll be free if it's part of Apple Arcade. Right, because you pay $4.99 a month for Apple Arcade. Yeah, it kind of looks like uh, Animal Crossing. So not free. Well, it's... It's free. It, it's it's free as in what's the subscription service with all the apps? Yeah. Oh, setup. Yeah, setup. It's it's like every app that they put on setup is free if you're already in you know paying for a setup subscription, which is and like so, fifteen dollars. Yeah. Year, so a Stardew year. Valley will be free if you're paying for Apple Arcade, along with all the other games that that is right. is in apple arcade and if you're not paying for apple arcade and stardew value stardew valley is what's getting you to look at apple arcade you might realize that it's cheaper to buy it outright elsewhere well, if that's the that only was kind of the, playing, that was yeah. the thing with the apple arcade though i thought was that there were going to be exclusive games only available in apple arcade i didn't think that it not was all something where you could not get all of them. not all of them not all but of them some are some yeah or clearly or i don't subscribe to it like Oregon Trail, they they remember they added that title and uh, you would have died of dysentery. Yeah, story of um, my life. Yes. Yeah, so Damn an- that an- another game in arcade. That, that's all we could say. Uh, and then there's there's Oregon Trail guy where it says <laughs> instead of instead of you have died of dysentery, it says your spleen has exploded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that one's going to be awesome with Vision Pro. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There you you get like a virtual scalpel. Splat. Yeah. (laughs) Oh gosh. Oh, Uh, let's go on to the next story here. This this story really kind of angers me. Uh, T-Mobile is ditching auto pay discount for Apple Pay, despite its history of security woes. Uh, T-Mobile's long feared and unpopular change to auto pay is set to auto pay is set to officially go into effect this next month in July. They will no longer accept credit cards, Apple Pay, or Google Pay Pay for Auto Pay. This means if you want to secure that $5 a line discount for using Auto Pay, you'll have to update your payment to use either a bank account transfer or a debit card. Mm. Uh, I haven't gotten this notification yet from, from T-Mobile. I, 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 see, I, mean, I seeing, use T-Mobile, and I, I wasn't even aware that existed. Uh, the Auto Pay? Or, um, yeah, well, not Auto Pay, because I, I do do that, but uh, that it, you got a discount for Apple Pay. Of course, oh, you got it to discount for no. It's it's the discount for doing auto pay, auto but pay. Yeah. and and then and then oh. Apple Pay was one of the choices. You could use you could use a credit card too if you wanted, but they're not going to let you do that anymore. So you have to it has to be like a direct debit to your to your, from your bank account or using the a debit card. Well, sure, I want to hook my my main checking account to a company yeah. that's had several security breaches. I cannot see the downside to yeah. that. Yeah, this is. Right. Plus, I'm getting you know. Plus, I have eight lines on my account. I got a really nice discount for for doing that. By why do you have eight lines? Family. Okay. <laughs> and family. side business. Oh, wink. Yeah. Oh wink. wait, no, I can't wink anymore. All right, Sorry. two of the lines are free. So uh, te- technically, six lines. <laughs> I am winkless. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's this is not. I don't I, like again. I guess uh, I, I'm. I'm. Oh God. <laughs> well, at least you got that humor. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a shame they're doing this. But again, like I said, I didn't. I'm a T-Mobile customer, and I didn't get any notification that this is happening. But I'm seeing people post things on on social media that they're saying they do it. So I don't I, know what to believe. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming, but I've not received any notifications about it either. Yeah. 
Um, you know, it's, it's the same trap that small businesses fall into and, you know, big businesses just kind of grin and bear it, but small businesses are dealing with these credit card fees every single day. Right. You know, we have people come into the store, they buy a dollar 25 worth of stuff. They pay with their credit card. We just lost money on that sale. Thank you very much. Credit card fees. So I, you know, if if you're saving five bucks a month, I kind of, I kind of get it that, you know, that's sucking up a big chunk of that. That what you are paying. I'm saving $30 a month. (laughs) So you're saving $30 a month, but the the fees that T-Mobile is paying on this credit, what I don't understand is why they would accept debit cards, which at least from a small business perspective, debit cards still incur the same fees that credit cards incur. Okay. That's what I was about to ask you. Yeah. But, but they could treat the debit card as a, bank transfer couldn't they not i thought that that might be. yeah I mean, you you would know better mike can they, a can they treat owner. a debit card is it i because they're usually branded visa mastercard right right but i unless that that there are ways ways that you could do i would not want to give my debit card out either i i mean unfortunately it looks like i'm only going it's not going to have much of a choice so i'm not going to lose that discount so well, giving out your debit cards is actually much worse than giving out a credit card number so because, i would just yeah. do the bank i would just do the yeah bank someone account. who gets that number just drains your bank account well, just, one thing you you could do is just set up another another uh, debit account and only have the, uh, the enough money in it to cover that fee every true. month. What sure. about the services that uh, set up uh, temporary credit card numbers for you? And uh, so it acts sort of like a firewall for for your. Well, Apple does that, money. don't they? Uh, yeah, but yeah. It's, but it's still a credit card, so it's still a credit card. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, Last story here this week, uh, Apple employees are going to be finally getting an upgrade to their uh, iPhone. Oh, this says 10. <laughs> I thought it was a 10S to the iPhone 14. <laughs> Interestingly enough, I thought of this story when I was in the Apple store the other day, and I'm going to talk about my experience buying a new iPhone here in a minute. Uh, but uh, this uh, this is now happening. This was uh, uh, from Mark Ehrman had mentioned this, that, that they're going to be uh, finally updating their point of sale system. It's called Isaiah's, uh, Isaiah's. Uh, from the iPhone 10 to the iPhone 14, maybe because they're the, the 10 is considered obsolete now that <laughs> uh, they had to do it. So uh, it, 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 even in the article says a former Apple employee has revealed that employees did, did indeed have to swap out their iPhone 10s multiple times a day because they're having problems. Batteries. Yeah. 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 Because so, uh, this, of course, the 10 was released in 2017. So that's what. Five years uh, ago, six, six years ago now. Yeah. Almost six years ago. Yeah. So, okay. I, I get it. I get it. So these are the phones they're using in the store. Yeah. Point of sales. They're, they're, they're they're, they're POS devices. Yeah. Okay. When I've heard this headline, I'm picturing like Tim Cook sitting at home saying, (laughs) when can I finally get rid of this iPhone 10 and get upgraded (laughs) to something newer? Yeah. So. It's so old, it actually still has the spin dial for each number. <laughs> <laughs> Just like my iPod Touch. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, that's the way it goes. I'm, I'm sure I'm happy that uh, they're getting their new iPhone 14s. For the, for a, it'll be a better experience for all of us, including us as customers. Yeah, my, my future daughter-in-law just picked up a 13 for $500. There you go. Yeah, what a deal. Um. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the topics this week. Um, 
well, beta this week, there's been not too much activity with iPhone iOS 17. I'll talk about that in a minute, but there's now a fourth beta of iOS 16.6 that was sent out to developers. And it's, I believe the public beta is out now as well. Um, still, we don't know if much of anything is in here. That's, uh, that that's been added to this other than, uh, the key feature is extraordinary digital threats. Apple intends for message, iMessage, uh, contact verif- key verification. Uh, so I don't see much else on here. This is interesting. I, this is the longest I've seen, uh, Apple a single hang, beta. hanging out on, on uh, the old version of iOS when they're, they should be focusing on the new iOS 17. Um, so, but the, well, I would think security I, issues. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, but this is no, this is going from a 16.5. This is a full dot, uh, dot one update, a dot huh. six from dot five. So, um, so this is definitely interesting. You guys, any thoughts about that? Jeff? Um, I, I think Guy is right uh, that this is going to have probably a lot of security updates. Um, my guess is that there are other bugs that are significant enough mm-hmm. that will have an impact on, on other things Apple is doing that they felt necessary to uh to uh divert people from iOS 17 to working on this bigger point update. Yeah. Cuz they don't they have a few months with the 17 but uh, but it's going to come up quick. Any thoughts Mike? No, I, I that's that's a great point Jeff. I I appreciate that knowing that Apple has had to divert internal resources to iOS 16.6 to fix all these bugs that are in it nearly a year after release. It sure <laughs> makes me eager to install yeah. iOS 17. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. But Mike, you get fresh new bugs. Fresh yes. new bugs. New and improved bugs. Um so I also got a link in here for watchOS 9.6. No, no idea what's being added to that. The same thing as tvOS 16.6. So we'll see where that goes. And I would venture to say probably the next week or two, it's probably going to get released to the public and we won't be talking about it anymore. Um, as I said, iOS uh, 17 is, is, is continuing on. We've talked numerous uh, shows here about uh, some of the new features. Um, you know, notably was the updates to the messages, the phone and FaceTime, continuity camera on the Apple TV and all yeah. kinds of other great updates that, that we're, we're looking forward to talking about more. Um, I linked out to some of the, um, some improvements that were found, some of the, um, some of the, the sites here. Uh, there's going to be eight privacy and security improvements coming in the next update. Um, they're, they're doing some upgrades to the privacy browsing uh, upgrades in Safari. Um, will now be locked and require secondary authentication to unlock and access. So if you hand over your phone over to someone uh, that attempts to open your Safari private browsing tab, the access will be denied without the face ID or touch ID or, or a passcode. I think that's, that's pretty good. Um, cool. Tracking URL removal, opening a URL in a private browsing window will automatically strip strips all tracking information about the URL. Plus, un- unknown trackers are completely blocked, so companies aren't able to track your browsing across mobile sites. Um, and then URLs can also be stripped when browsing in a non-private browsing mode if, if the functionality is enabled. You can go in and actually disable it. So I'm not going to go through as far how to do that. Uh, 
and shared passwords, you now can securely share passwords with passkey with friends and family members. They, they're updating that. Uh, password resets are going to be much easier. They're adding that. Uh, the, the, the photo library access. So there's there's some pretty notable things that they're really updating in security uh, in iOS 17. Uh, that uh, is looking to be interesting uh, to do that. Um, other thing I was going to mention was uh, you're going to have the ability to turn photos into uh, iMessage stickers in iOS 17. <laughs> uh, uh, Jeff, with your experience with stickers, is this mm -hmm. something that you think is going to catch on? People are going to have fun with? I think there's a certain demographic that that will really enjoy this, and we and we may or may not be in that group, but um, right, yeah. There's there's people that that are going to really be into this. Um, the things that that Apple does that to a lot of us seem like superficial. Uh, additions to messages and iMessages. Mm -hmm. There's a reason behind those features, and it's it's to keep interest in the messages app and iMessages platform, and to uh, to hopefully draw more people in. And uh, and the things that Apple's doing to. Uh, with each version of of iOS and macOS to make messages work more like like a group chat tool uh, like we're doing with with other platforms. This is all part of that. Right. Yep. Any other thoughts, guys? Hmm. They're stickers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, for us, it's like, okay, those are stickers. But for a lot of people, this is something that they will be very excited about. It's fun. It's fun to them. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, all this, a couple of the features I'll remind everybody that, that uh, are going to, that are, were, were announced during WWDC, uh, but are not going to be available at launch. The first one was the journaling app. Uh, it was one of the bigger features that got announced, but uh, it isn't in beta right now. So it's probably going to be towards the fall before you'll even be able to start looking at it. The other feature was that uh, was pretty awesome is that airdrop feature where if you airdrop something to somebody and you and you drift away, it, you, it'll it'll connect it to the internet, be able mm -hmm. to uh, download that uh, that that item. Uh, that's not going to be ready right not, not yet. So mm -hmm. uh, as well as collaborative Apple Music playlists, um, uh, which will be able. To, Apple is finally going to plan to allow multiple users to collaborate in Apple Music. Um, so we're probably venturing to say those features are probably not going to be here until towards the end of the beta cycle and and maybe not once released either. So, well, it wouldn't be the first time that, you know, Apple announced features for the, you know, the phone or the pad or the Mac. And suddenly when it came time for release, we're like, well, you know, we kind of wanted to do it, but we couldn't because it turned out it was uh, uh freaking magic and, and not actually technology. So sorry. Yeah. We're rewriting physics, but don't worry. Yeah. 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 Got it. Yeah, we'll just change physics yeah, eventually. Um, uh, yeah, guys, right? Apple does this um, on a regular basis, like annually. Uh, <laughs> at least for some features, when they do this, they let us know up front this is the thing that's coming, but it will not be on launch day. So it makes it easier to to 
plan for that and uh, and temper our excitement about the yeah. the release. I think it's a mistake though that they will not have the shared uh, music playlists on launch day. Yeah, Apple so Music is uh, in in some places is too far behind Spotify. And the key feature that I that I hear people bring up all the time about why they switch to Spotify or why they stay on Spotify, and it's the the collaborative playlist thing that isn't in Apple Music. Yeah, well, I agree with you on that. It's it's uh, definitely interesting why that isn't going to be out. So. Well, considering the hot mess that I assume all the code is for Apple Music, the fact that they get any features rolled out and they function is probably a testament to how incredibly clever the um, the developer team is. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, there's a reason why they they broke all the various pieces out of iTunes and this was this was a big part of it. iTunes was a hot mess and has been for a very very long time. So instead of and and to be to be honest, I kind of liked iTunes the way it was, having all everything, you know, all of my content that I'd purchased or acquired or downloaded available mm-hmm. through one app. And yeah. the the fact that they broke, I mean, I understand why they broke it all out. Um, it, it just wasn't tenable to keep it going the way that it was, but it's, it's made me use them a lot less, um, yeah. of all of them. Basically I use Apple TV, not even really so much my library anymore. Um, uh, music and podcasts yeah. and, but I use them in different places, you know, podcasts and music in the car. And that's really the only place I do use them. And of course, Apple TV at the house. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll we'll see where that goes. Uh so today as we record this, we're on where this is June 29th, uh 2020, 2023. It was 16 years ago <laughs> on this day that the uh, fir- the very first iPhone went on sale. So we're at 16th anniversary of that. I still remember the picture we shared a number of uh, uh, a while ago of you, Jeff. Look, they got you p- that picture looking at the iPhone through that glass. Mm-hmm. When you f- first saw that, so and I see other pictures of of that 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 day at at, at Apple when when that was released. That so it, it, just, picture, it just makes its rounds. <laughs> it, it is. It has gotten so much mileage. <laughs> and okay, the the story behind that photo. Um, I had worked my way up to the to the to that cabinet, to that pillar cabinet that had Glass. the iPhone in it, yeah. and and I'm looking at it just so I can see what this thing is that was announced an hour ago, and uh, and a uh, photographer for whichever one of the the news agencies, he's there and he's like, hey, pose for me for this, and he tells me what he wants to do, <laughs> and that's what the photo is. He's like, so look at it. Now kind of lean in like you're really anticipating. Okay. Now now give it the look like I just I I so desperately want this or something like that. Yeah. And <laughs> and then he's like, perfect, click. 
and uh, and then the next thing you know, that photo, the staged photo, yep. is just like everywhere. Yep. And the Oscar goes to <laughs> Mr. Jeff Gamet. Yes, I, I would. I would like to thank my family and the director <laughs> for and the director. Possible, make it possible. Um, so I, I don't, don't think any of us owned the first iPhone. I didn't. So I don't think no. any of us here ever bought it. It was just. I, I was, thought. I no, I had it. Though. You did have I it. Okay, Jeff. I did have the first iPhone. Yeah, you did, you did buy it. Okay. Um, it was pricey, and it was only the one carrier, AT and T, at the time. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I, uh, I actually it was singular at first. Was it singular first? That's right. Yeah, but, yeah, but singular AT&T bought AT and T. Yes. No, T T and T bought singular. Singular. Right. Yes. Within the year yeah. after this. Well, wasn't right. it that? Wasn't it by the time the iPhone launched, AT and T already had singular? They did. No, yeah. I think it was still. Well, okay, that well, it doesn't really matter. I, I guess. Yeah. It, it all ended up being AT and T. It first. was all AT and T. So. Yeah. Um. So. I, I, I wanted to find do something interesting. I we all like to play with uh, Chat GPT, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. I have it, I'll have it in the show notes if you want to see it. But you know, I, I asked what the uh, what uh, what was uh, what is it about this anniversary that's important to know about? And, and it, the, the first sentence right away says this this highly anticipated device developed by Apple Inc. revolutionized the mobile phone industry and set a new standard for smartphones. So. It, it, it's interesting to see how chat GPT actually grabbed lots of this information. I, I like its groundbreaking features like web yeah. browsing, email functionality. Right. <laughs> a, Just like what Steve Jobs says. It's a phone. Yeah. It's a, it's an iPod. It's an internet device. Are you best getting it? Keynote, best <laughs> keynote. Are you ever. getting it? That was a really good keynote. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a fantastic was a really keynote. The best one ever. Um, so, so it, it was groundbreaking, and then the the, the phone just evolved. I, I have a picture behind me you see on the video that shows every yeah. single iPhone that was ever released, uh, uh, and uh, I can go through and count. I own I own that one. I own that one. I own that one, and I pretty much have owned every. I didn't own the first one, but I started with a three G, and I worked my way down and owned every other phone iPhone since. So, uh, so um, I, I I like to know what you guys think. What 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 does the future hold for iPhone? You know, we've got Vision, the Vision Pro coming. Um, is is the iPhone going to continue on to to be as as great as it is, and how much all we all love it uh, and using until, it until something comes along to take its place, and it's not going to be the Vision Pro, right? Eventually, no. I mean, because technology technology moves on, and hopefully. Apple and a bunch of other companies are working on the the next gen devices that aren't just a, a 2001 era slab that we stick in our pockets and can yeah. you know do all these wonderful things and yeah they are it is wonderful and it is magical if you took an iPhone and handed it to somebody in 2006 and said this is what we're using in 2023 it would it would completely blow their minds and, you know, you look at that the original iPhone completely blew a lot of people's minds, except for, you know, Steve Ballmer and, you know, people like that. But when you yeah. when you consider the impact that Apple and the iPhone had on the entire industry, um, it's really, really difficult to imagine what that next step is going to be. So... You know, I'm I'm sure someone somewhere has something in their skunk works that is going to make our smartphones look 
like uh, a, a caveman beating on a rock with a stick. But for now, that's that's all we got. And I can't really see it changing in a significant way. You know, they keep trying to give us folding phones like they kept trying to give us three dimension, you know, 3D TV. And it and it, again, I, people just don't particularly want it. It doesn't work that well. Yeah. And I, you yeah. know, even if, you know, people keep saying, you know, when is Apple going to come out with their folding phone? If I was Apple, I would say never. It's it's crap. Who wants it? How does it? What problem is that solving? Yeah, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up because I I just was watching the reviews of the Pixel Fold, and you know Marcus Brown brutal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just you know it folds out. I mean, it has it has a, a main screen, so you can have it folded as a regular a regular phone. Then it folds out to be the, the two double screens. You can't move things over in between both windows. It either goes snap yeah. to the left, snap to the right. I mean, you barely mm-hmm. see the, the 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 fold, but you see it. Uh, but I'm not going to go through a re- review of it. But other, I just I agree with you. I, I just don't know. Grand. I yeah, and it's eighteen hundred dollars, right? Yeah. So I just don't know if Apple ever was going to go down that road um, unless something becomes more of an AI type of device beyond what a Vision Pro is, but. Um, what do you, what do you Dave? think, Mike? Go ahead, Joe. Oh, go ahead. Nope. Nope. You're asking Mike. I'll keep my yeah, mouth oh, shut. Well, I, saw, I'm, I'm, I saw, I saw Mike's look. I went, I wanted to get his, his thoughts on this. I'm perfectly happy to let Jeff take, take the next comment. I don't have anything particularly valuable to add, you know, listening to guy talk about the iPhone and showing it to someone from 2006. I'm, I don't, I don't think I necessarily agree with that. <gasps> I mean, if you look at uh montgomery scott picking up the mouse and saying computer computer computer, computer. <laughs> the concept of of what he was doing was sound he just wasn't told what that device was right. if on the other hand he was told it was a communication device and that he could punch numbers in it just like he can punch numbers into a, a phone of that era and make a call to communicate with someone i think they would get it i think someone from the 1920s would get it if you sat there and explained it to them, if you just handed it to them and said, this is what we're using in 2022 or 2023, they'd say, well, they'd kill you. That's yeah. what they do. But, well, and plus they wouldn't know, have a single out. Yeah. If if you told them what it was, the, the concept of what this can do as a communication device, whether it's visual communication or audio communication, is essentially the same as we've had for about 100 years. Yeah. Now, it was a three tent pole device, though, right? And that's what made it so revolutionary. And it was that internet device and iPod and and communication device all in one that really made it revolutionary. I think the concept of consuming all the world's knowledge on a device like this in the 1920s is a lot different than saying, this is a phone. And you can call somebody with it. So I think it just kind of depends on how you how you approach it, how you show it to someone from 20 years, 40 years, 60 years, or 100 years ago, right. and, you know, how they then interpret the device. But, you know, it 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 works so well because it does what people need on a on a continual basis. And it, that that's why the phone is taking the place of laptops for a lot of people. That's why the phone is taking, whether it be Android or, or iOS, that's why it's taking the place of laptops. That's why it's taking the place of computers, for goodness sakes. I know a it's lot a computer of people mm-hmm. they've, they've just thrown their computers out the window. And their phone 
is the only device that they have. Sometimes I I talk to them and eh, they got an iPad, but they don't really use it that much. They usually use their phone for everything because the important stuff, the things that they need the most are in their pocket. Yep. And whether I agree with it or not, it's Facebook and email and the occasional website and maybe a little bit of banking. That's that's about it. That's that's what they need. And well, it's, it's interesting you say that. Um, what is when you look at the iPhone now in 2023, what is the least important part of that device now? For many people, it's the phone. Still, exactly. many people, it's the phone, but for many people, it's just as important. Yeah. It depends on the user. Yep. The, the, okay. This is, for many people, the only communication and internet connectivity device that they own. If you call their number, this is what they pick up. My my in-laws just got rid of their landline yeah. after what fifty-five years plus yeah. fifty-five plus years. They got rid of their landline and they're all sell now at eighty-three years old. Good. Well, we still yeah. keep ours, but it's mostly a uh, 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 spam junk yeah. block. You know, if I, I if if I have to give a phone number to for something, that's the number that I'll give because I know it's going to generate you know fourteen billion calls from yeah. somewhere in the you know the near east to yeah. ask me if i'm interested in DA, dhhs uh grants or something well you are though the, 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 uh, <laughs> always i i get one phone call on our landline and i call it a landline and that's a, a little not quite accurate statement because we switched from at&t we ported it over to uma many many years ago so we're paying some insanely low annual price Six for this landline that works out to be a fraction of what we paid AT&T on a monthly basis. Right. I did that. And we get more features. So we actually have two landlines <laughs> in the house. And uh, one is on I, Magic Jack. And I don't think we pay anything for that. I'm not sure what we pay for that one. And one of them's on UMA. And that's our our old landline is now, you know, it's a it's completely void. But uh, we get one call on it every week, and it's my dad. There you go. Last word for you, Jeff, so I move off this topic. Um, okay. So the the whole thing with where is this going for phones, uh, with the iPhone, uh, will it still have relevance? What What's it going to be? Most people are looking at this from the wrong angle. And, uh, and Guy, you hit on this when you said people are asking, when is Apple going to release a foldable phone? That's what people are thinking of when they think of what's the future for this sort of technology. They're yeah. thinking about about um, hardware changes, hardware gimmicks. They're not thinking about what can the device do Become. for you. And uh, and so where we are today, because we don't have access to Apple's Skunk Works, we don't we can only guess at where they're projecting this device will go. Right. Um, I think this is a problem for a lot of phone makers as well, because they're not thinking about what can this device do that enhances the user's life. They're thinking about what's the, the cool gimmicky technology thing we can add in that makes people want to buy the next one. And that's not innovation. No. No, there hasn't been much innovation in the phone for many, many years. 
And maybe, maybe that's why it took Apple this long to release or announce the Vision Pro, because they wanted to ride out the iPhone as long as they could until it became just that thing that gets minor upgrades every year. And people only buy it when they break one. So we'll see where Uh, that goes. Yes. And well, I think there's still a healthy future for the iPhone. Uh, uh, Oh, yeah. A few years ago, Apple, it might, it might have, I can't remember which C-suite person it was, but but they they straight up said, "Look, we've got a fifty-year plan for the iPhone," and uh, and so if they're thinking that far out with this device, it's not going to be in 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 ten years, twenty years, what it is today. So imagine what it'll be when they hit the end of that 50 year window at, I don't even know if it will be the slab of glass and metal that we're buying today. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or it's the same. What was the 50 year plan for the Westinghouse phone? And where was it at the end of that 50 years? There wasn't um, much innovation going on there. Let's be honest. No, there was. Yeah, I think they changed the case from from Bakelite to plastic to plastic. Yeah, avocado, 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 <laughs> avocado and yellow. Yeah, those beautiful had colors. A they had. One. Yeah. Yep. All right, I got, a, got two more topics I want to hit before we uh, wrap things up here. Um, this I found extremely interesting. This device was announced at uh, Mobile World Congress, and I just stumbled across this today. And it, this story is actually written today as we record this. Um, this this is a gadget that will give you the best uh, uh, features of the iPhone 14 for 149 dollars. And basically, what it is, it's a, a it is a device called the Motorola Defy Satellite Link. It's a small key fob like device that pairs with your iPhone or Android via Bluetooth and doing so connects your smartphone to satellites orbiting the earth. Of course, 22,000 miles away in space. What's the benefit? Well, you, if you need to send a text message, but you don't have cell service, now this, this is going to allow you to send messages via satellite connection. Unlike what the SOS does, which is just for emergencies on the iPhone. Now, um, this, this will have this, but this also adds the SOS feature because there are going to be some phones out there that do not, do not have that feature. If you don't have the iPhone 14, um, so this, this was just announced. It's, it's, it's in pre-order right now, $149. I'm not sure what the cost is on it yet, but I think this is kind of a cool thought that could you carry this a, around? Like a monthly, is there a monthly I, charge for it or anything? Or I, is it just I, buy the one-time mm-hmm. charge for the hardware? No, I believe there's going to be a charge for it. Yeah. So it's like having a service. Um, so, I so you know, when you, okay, when you buy it for $149, you get a, a year of service for free. For free, the which first year, is right. SOS assist and up to thirty-two way messages a month, right? And then um, after that, then it's five dollars a month. Okay, that's which, not bad. That's a fair thing to have security for that's having a that pretty if, cheap insurance policy right yeah. there, and being able to text at when you need to, as opposed to with the SOS, you have to enable it. It gets enabled automatically on an iPhone, but you really can't text. You're sending it out to the satellite to the emergency services then they kind of interpret where you are when they get that message they think you're having trouble well that sos feature is also going to be on here so this kind of gives you both the best of both worlds so i'm curious to see where this goes Uh, we've got links in the show notes about it and uh um this could be something that's uh 
uh, for the future here for having satellite you know links uh when you're out in a place where you don't get cell service so um let last uh, topic i want to hit here this week um i i uh, had to get a i had to purchase an iphone it wasn't for me it was for a family member and uh birthday present that uh, that the family's going to give her and uh, it's an iphone 14 she decided on the color of yellow so i i thought that was kind of cool so, so it's, i think it's going to be a neat little phone but i just wanted to kind of go through the experience and then this article from the verge was talking about the trade-in we've talked about trade-in many times um so the process was pretty easy. I decided, you know what, I'm just going to do it on the, on, on, uh, on the computer. I just went to a, what, to the Apple's website and just purchased the phone. And and then I went to the trading process. You know, she's, she has a second gen iPhone SE, which, you know, there ain't going to be much money left for that one <laughs> since uh, the third gen's out now. And uh, so I just thought that yeah, I'd probably get like 10, 20 bucks for it. So we put it in and she ended up, we ended up getting $90 for it, which I think you wow. know, that through Apple, that's, pretty gosh darn fair uh considering um so it's a good experience and and i i had it uh, so i could just go pick it up at the store it's nice to be able to buy, we're so used to buying an apple product and have to rush to, to to get it in the order before unless you had to wait you know like 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 me every year when i'm getting the upgrade to the next model you know you got to be up at well, at least we don't have to be up at two in the morning now we're up at 7 a.m local time uh to do it but uh it's nice to go through the process and have a good experience. And I went to the store, had a real nice uh, Apple employee help me out. Uh, went and picked it up, ready to rock. And, um, and, uh, I definitely did purchase her a, a 20 uh, watt power plug because I know that they have billions of the small cube five, five watt chargers, which are horrible. <laughs> so, um, but the trading process again was, is very simple. The, the, I just wanted to touch on, uh, this article from the verge here talking about, you know, making sure that you clean your gear, that you're, you're racing the phone and yes. racing. if it's a, if it's a Mac, do a factory reset, you know, before you send it out and Apple's going to make it very simple. They're going to um, send a box. I'm going to put it in the box, send it back to them. If they, they, they have a third party, usually look at it and then it looks fine. Then they're going to credit me the $90 onto my Apple card account. So, um, very simple process. You don't have to mess with it. Now, if you do finance it, which is kind of cool, they, they give you the credit right away. Um, and then you send the phone in, but then of course they would take it away if they, when they see if it's not mm-hmm. a bad phone, but they give it, they take it away. Yeah. But you get it right away because you're already committing to the, uh, to the, the 0% Purchase. finance for yeah. two years. So, but we bought it outright. So, uh, but yeah, take a look at that, go through and uh, make sure t- um, to understand, uh, how the whole process is of cleaning your gear, trading it in. Cause don't, don't send a Mac back and, and then go with what guy you experienced when you got, you bought a Mac, but that was of course through a private party, uh, yeah. that, that you had a hell, you had a hell of a time. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you had a hell of a time getting it to reset. So, uh, so, but I'm just, this guy, I speak it generally, generally. So that yeah, was, that, a, that's what $700,000 redirect fee gets yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, just, yeah, be sure you're, you're doing all that stuff and, and making sure, uh, that, uh, it's something that you take care of because you don't want to, to you don't want it to be a problem uh, with that. So any other thoughts about that before we, uh, go to the wrap up here? All right. Well, before we go, since uh, Mr. Mike Potter is here, we do have to still talk about MacStock. Uh, MacStock is coming in 21 days. Oh my mm. gosh. We're only three weeks away. Coming up pretty quick. Three weeks away. 
uh, I, I know the guy i know it's, we're sad that you're not going to be able to make it this year but uh, we'll, we'll 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 think about you in spirit and send you lots of pictures and mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll be there for you but uh, you're gonna Mike, love the pictures i'm gonna send you yeah oh yeah especially the podcast we do at, at barry's house <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, where we're put going, down the we microphones walk yeah. out of the room that's what yeah. you gotta do and, yeah exactly when you take the pictures jeff just remember that max doc is a family friendly <laughs> you know right. conference so please Uh-oh. find a new location outside of the walls of max doc to take your photos to send a guy <laughs> i'm gonna that's spend right. a lot of time in the bathroom <laughs> Jeez, but anyway, I know I know it's great that that, that the the event is sold out, but you do have a waiting list, right, Mike? And then and then you tell people about the virtual, uh, the virtual, um, uh, uh, the virtual event. We do have a waiting list, and you know, I, I was debating even cutting off the waiting list because I would even say that the waiting list is full at this point for in-person okay. tickets. Um, but yes, you're right. Dave, uh, there is a virtual pass, and it's the first time we're able to offer it because of the venue change. Yes, because of the venue change, we had to reduce the number of potential attendees who could be there in person. But thanks to the venue change, we could offer a virtual pass for the first time. It's the same venue that we hosted Virtual Max Doc 2021 at, and that worked great. Uh, Guy was there. Dave was there. It worked fantastic. Yep. And uh, the virtual pass is going to cover both Saturday and Sunday, uh, all sessions, cool. including um, Mac Geek Cab live on stage. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot yeah. of fun. And uh, that virtual pass is is still available right now at max.conferenceandexpo.com. Great. And we have so what I'm of- hearing is there's still a chance for me to 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 see Max stock. Is, is, is the, um, the barbecue still on, too? Yes. 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 Actually, Barry's Midwest Mac Barbecue is still on. It's taking place. Uh, Thurs- let's see. Thursday. Thursday, the twentieth. Twentieth, right? So two days mm. prior to Mac Stock Weekend, it's it's going to be in in Barry's backyard, just like yep. the very first Midwest Mac Barbecue yep. was in 2015. Yep. And uh, there is a link on the Mac Stock website where you can go sign up um, to tell Barry you would like to attend, and then you'll get all the details for going there. What are you talking about, Jeff? Still a chance to see Mac Stock. (laughs) (laughs) Just making sure you're paying attention. I I had to circle back around to that because you you are kind of pivotal to to the weekend there, Mister Speaker. Yes, we have myself and Jeff speaking. Yeah, but Mike, if it puts your mind at ease at all, I have uh, I have my flight out. I have my He's my booked. hotel. I I am I am booked. I'm committed to being there. Yes, or Excellent. should be, or I should be. <laughs> well, I mean, should be committed or should be committed to being there. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the the virtual experience should be great. That's Mike, Mike, and I did it. I was able to visit Mike uh, last weekend, and we did the yep. bit of a test to to check everything out, and it worked. That really was really well. cool. It worked out really well. Yeah, so. we we're able to. See I that didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize that Ecam could do a lot of that stuff. Because oh, yeah. I've I've it's, tried using it before, and and sometimes that the interface gets in the way of of what it is you're trying to do. But it looks like yeah. you guys got it worked out. Yep. No, it really is fantastic software, and and I I have to say, you know, not I I sound like I'm always turning this into a commercial for Ecamm Live, but it's <laughs> it's really just a amazing software. Yeah. The version four that came out this year 
has has added there, so many incredible features to the package that increase its value tremendously, um, especially for MaxDoc. Uh, there were just things that they added this year that have made it all the easier for me to do the virtual pass this year. So yep. um, I, I was excited to get version four. I wasn't necessarily excited to to use it in beta for a Mac stock, but the, the final version came out this spring. So yep. um, and I've been using it for, for Mac guys only every, every episode. So um, yep. it's really, really great stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, Dave, you and Jeff are speaking. And, you know, I should probably just run down this yeah, lineup sure. of presenters that we have because it's 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 probably one of the best lineups we ever had. We've got Chuck Joyner. We have Rachel Schmitz. We have Dave Ginsburg. Dave Hamilton. Kirshen Sia is going to be there. We've got Mac Geek Gab with John F. Brown and Pilot Pete at the end of the day on Saturday. We've got Allison Sheridan. We have Brittany Smith. We have... Jeff Gamet, Jill McKinley, Marty Gensius, and Mike Schmitz. I mean, that is just a phenomenal lineup yeah. of people over two days. And uh, I'm, oh, and, and lest I forget the Max Doc Short Film Festival, Festival. Wally Truinsky, yep, hosting that for, well, we had the first one in 2019 and then everything and then stuff went to happened. heck. Then and stuff then stuff happened. happened. Stuff happened. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so this is going to be our second Max Doc Short Film Festival, and uh, I'm giving Wally two, two segments at Max Doc to host that over the weekend, one on Saturday and one on Sunday. So Great. that's just going to be the capper on a fantastic weekend as we as we wrap things up on Sunday with that. So go check it out on the website. It's maxdocconferenceandexpo.com. It's July 22nd, 23rd. You can come see us virtually now. Subscribe. Uh, go out to... Uh, buy a ticket so you can you can come see us and see how great all these great speakers are going to be so uh we're gonna really have a great time so but and, and uh, not to mention the great town of uh woodstock illinois yes a fun little town just uh north and of I chicago say, I'm, I'm very serious i'm very no, serious it's, when it's, i say that no it's it's a great town. is a fantastic little town it's it really a charming is town. a fantastic town mm -hmm. and uh this 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 new venue is right in the heart right in right. the historical yep. heart yep. of woodstock illinois and i, th right. I think right folks in the town square dig it. so yep. town square all right let's go, go ahead and wrap things up for this week thank you everybody for Doug, being here uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Mastodon at InTouchWithIOS, as well as Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. Support the show by buying me a coffee at InTouchWithIOS.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You can become a patron of the show by uh, going to Patreon.com slash InTouchWithIOS. We have two tiers available to support the show. We'd really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, and uh, so you're notified when we are live streaming, which is usually on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash iOS, where you can watch the, the, the current and live streams that we leave the live stream up after the fact, as well as you can listen to all the past shows on YouTube. Visit In Touch with iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into that magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Casts, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, just go to our website, InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Mastodon at DaveG65, as well as on Twitter, DaveG65. And uh, Mike Potter, thank you so much for being here. At, uh, thank you, Dave. Let everybody know where they can find you. We already know about Mac stock, but where can, where can we find you too? 
Yes, you so very generously mentioned Max.Conference. Of course, Max.Conference and Expo.com. But you will find me on the second and fourth Friday of every month at 4MacEyesOnly.com. At 4MacEyesOnly.com. I just said that a moment ago. And you can find 4MacEyesOnly on Mastodon, Tooting.Ninja at 4MacEyesOnly, or MaxDoc, Tooting.Ninja at MaxDocExpo. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. 4MacEyesOnly.com. Appreciate it. And Guy Searle, so glad you were able to make it back on the show here. Where can people find you? Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. I always enjoy coming on. I I am the host, one of the hosts of the MyMac.com podcast, along with Gary Gazmaz Malpaz. We've been doing it for 14 years, I think, now. And uh, he's not sick of me yet. So, you know, we, we keep going. Uh, you can find that over at MyMac.com. You can contact me. My email address is Guy at MyMac.com. Also, podcast at VertShark.com. VertShark.com is the website that you can find all of the vids. Uh, you can also find me over on the Twitters. I am both MacParrot and VertShark over there on the Twitters, as well as uh, MacParrot on CounterSocial. And let's see, on Mastodon, it's MacParrot at Social.io. At, oh, it's, I think you're on Mastodon.social. Like, Dot social. Not? Okay, yeah, it's one of those. Probably should know. You yeah, should know, I probably but... should. Yeah. And, oh, you can also call us on our Skype telephone number, which is one or plus one outside the United States, 703-436-9501. Thanks, Guy. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Here. Thank you. Last but certainly not least, Mr. Jeff Gamets here, and thanks for being here. Where can people find you? You know, it's always a treat to get to hang out with, with everyone here. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really nice. Um, all right, so where can people find me? Jay Gamut on the various social platforms, Mastodon and Instagram. That's where I'm doing stuff. Um, then for shows, Tuesdays on Mac Voices Live because Chuck Joyner keeps letting me on. Under here on Thursday. I mean, why does he do that? I don't know. I, I it's a mystery. Don't, don't tag yeah. it. <laughs> it's it's a penance. I, I I really believe it's it's a penance. But um, let's see. Then Thursdays, Dave keeps letting me on here on in touch with ios so thank you for that then a british tech network on thursdays um um uh the big show then fridays the mac show and then brian chaffin and i record the context machine great uh programming note we're going to be off next week on the, the week of the 4th of july for independence day in the united states and we'll be back uh, the following week on the 13th of, of july and thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show because we enjoyed doing it. And then until t- next time, we'll talk again soon.